So namaste, welcome everybody. Let's come into a comfortable seated position to start. So I'm sitting on a blanket to give a little bit of lift underneath my pelvis to make my hips more comfortable. I might do a bit of wriggling around to get balanced on my sitting bones, get my pelvis into neutral. And then I can start to feel my spine get longer, my shoulders relax, the crown of my head start to float upwards towards the sky. We can start our practice the way we always do, follow that breath in through the nose and do a long, soft sigh out between the lips. Maybe we do that a couple of times, following the breath in, doing a long, soft sigh out. And starting to bring our attention a bit more into the present moment. to help bring our attention a bit more into the present moment we might start to notice some sounds around us so out here on my back veranda i can hear the sound of the birds i can hear some traffic in the distance so maybe where you are you can hear people moving around in other parts of your house Maybe you can hear the fridge running in the kitchen. Maybe you can hear some noises from outside, some bird sounds or some traffic as well. And we don't have to worry about analysing any of the sounds or just using them as a bit of a tool to help bring us into the present moment. Just letting the sounds come and go. In one ear, out the other. We might start to notice the sound of our breathing, the sounds that are a little bit closer to us. Maybe as we notice the sound of the breathing, we have that urge to take in a longer inhale breath or to even have a yawn. You can let that be as long and as deep as it needs to be. When you pay attention to the breath, you might start to feel into the body. So maybe you notice a bit of movement of the belly or the chest. You might feel the temperature of the air on the inside of your nostrils. You could just allow the breath to move the body. So whereabouts does it move the body? Which part of the belly? There's some movement in the rib cage or even in the back of the rib cage. Maybe there's some movement in the shoulders. And can we start to let the breath lead us into a bit more movement here? So maybe we just let the breath lift our gaze towards the ceiling and then lower our gaze towards the floor. So we just start to nod the head up and down on the breath. We might let the breath roll an ear round towards one shoulder. And then nod the head forwards and then roll the ear round to the other shoulder. 
you know, we might start to let there be a bit more movement in the shoulders. So maybe letting the inhale breath float the shoulders up and the exhale breath lower them back down. So we start to do some shoulder rolls. Maybe we let the breath float the arms out and up towards the ceiling and then relax them back down again. And maybe as well as the arms floating up and down, there's a bit of rocking backwards and forwards that happens on the sitting bones. You know, lifting the heart, extending through the spine and then letting it relax again. I think if we've been sitting perhaps with the legs crossed the same way for a little while, we might change the cross of the leg and again do a little bit of adjusting to get ourselves comfortable and sitting with the pelvis in neutral so that the spine can be tall. We might follow the breath in again, side out. We might come back to letting the inhale breath float the arms up towards the ceiling. But then on the exhale, maybe we do a little twist around to one side, let the arms relax down. Let the inhale float them back up and the extra, exhale lead us around to the other side. And maybe we go a couple more times to each side. And then we've been evenly to both sides. We could just come back to centre and let the arms relax down. And let's roll over and come onto hands and knees into our cat pose. So maybe you spread out a blanket under your knees for a bit of padding. And we might start with the hands a little bit wider than shoulder width apart and the knees a bit wider than hip width. And maybe you kind of walk your way up and down on your hands. So we're going to come into cat pose. And you might think about all the different variations of movements that cats do. They kind of really feel into their body and let their senses lead them. So you might imagine that you're clawing at the ground underneath you, peeling your fingers off the floor, stretching them out and placing them back down, starting to warm up the hands and the wrists. And then you might do a little bit of rocking from side to side, from left to right. And starting to sway into the hips. A bit of shifting from left to right, again, maybe helping warm up the wrists, the shoulders. Maybe that swaying side to side starts to turn into a few circles. So you could circle the shoulders around over the top of the hands, the hips around over the top of the knees. 
experimenting with how that feels to shift your weight around on those foundation points. Go in one direction and then the other. And perhaps starting to walk the knees in so that they're just hip width apart, the hands in so that they're just shoulder width apart. And the arms are strong, they're not collapsing into the shoulders. And the spine can come into neutral. And then we could come back to our breath again and maybe let the breath lead us into our upward and downward cat. Letting the inhale expand the front of the body and float the head and tail up. Letting the exhale draw the belly in. The back relaxed as it arches towards the ceiling. You might notice how that movement kind of rolls along your spine. You could you imagine starting that movement from right down in your tailbone? Letting it roll up your spine until your head floats up towards the ceiling. And turning your tail the other way, letting the movement roll along your spine until the head drops towards the floor. We're experimenting with the different ways that we can find some fluidity in the spine. Maybe after you've experimented with initiating that movement from right down in the tailbone. And maybe you would see how it feels if you initiate the movement from the head. So what would happen if you drop the head first, then let the shoulders round forwards, the back arch and the tail drop. And then let the head lift. Maybe you notice the heart draw forwards. The back muscles start to contract and the tailbone lift. And then maybe you initiate your upward and downward cat from somewhere else entirely. So not the head and not the tail, but maybe from in the middle somewhere. Maybe on your upward cat, it's from the heart drawing forwards. Maybe on your downward cat, it's from the pelvis tilting, tailbone tucked in. Just allowing those different sensations to lead you into some different kinds of way of making the spine fluid. And we're doing a little focus on cat pose today because one of my colleagues at work gave me these two beautiful statues of a pair of cats. I was reading about cat pose. I found this really lovely quote about how lots of yoga poses are named after animals because animals just allow the sensations in their bodies to initiate their movement. That's how they become so fluid. Maybe after we've done our upward and downward cat for a little while, we want to experiment with some sideways cats. 
So from a neutral spine, we might exhale, squeeze the breath out of the left side of the waist, and we kind of end up looking over our left shoulder. Or we might let the inhale breath expand that side of the waist, bring us back to centre, and then maybe squeeze the breath out of the right side of the waist. We might go side to side with the breath. Letting your breath initiate your movement. Noticing all the different sensations of that movement. And then maybe you initiate the movement from somewhere else. So maybe rather, from the, rather than from the side of the waist, you initiate your movement by just turning your head to look back over your shoulder. Does that feel different in the side of the waist? in one side of the waist compared to the other. And then maybe from our sideways cat, we start to let the spine and the torso come into a bit of hula hooping cat. So as well as kind of getting that sideways movement, we've got an up and down movement going as well. We start to circle the waist and the rib cage around like we're doing the hula hoop. As the waist and the rib cage circles around, we might notice well, what happens in the shoulders and the arms. You notice that we're pushing with the hands against the floor in a different way. Maybe we notice how the head moves. We've circled around a few times in both directions. We might come back to our neutral spine and let's start to walk the hands away from us. But I always said this is coming into lizard pose when we walk the hands out in front and we release the chest towards the floor. But one of the statues that my friend gave me is that stretching cat where they've got their front paws all the way out in front and a long spine and they're tipping their tail up towards the ceiling still. So I think we should stop calling this lizard pose and start calling it stretching cat. You might imagine when a cat comes into this position, they don't kind of become like a statue. There's a movement going on here. They're kind of still moving their paws out in front, one than the other. They might even kind of be wriggling their tail from side to side. And now we could start to walk the hands back in towards us. And let's walk the hands all the way in so that we can come up into our high kneeling. And you might take a moment to give the hands a bit of a shake here. Rotate the wrists around. 
Rotate the forearms and loosen the elbows. And roll the shoulders around. And let's step maybe the left foot forward into a lunge and have the foot a little bit further forward of the knee so that you can do a little rock backwards and forwards to loosen your hips. And maybe you let that rocking movement get a bit bigger so that you start to get a stretch through the quads on the back thigh. And then you start to straighten out the front leg so you get a little bit of length in the back of the leg, the back of the front leg. And those hamstrings. So let's make our weight even between front foot and back knee now. Get a nice strong foundation happening. So the shoulders can relax. Before we let the inhale breath float the arms up towards the ceiling. And the exhale breath, relax the arms down. Remember we inhale and reach the arms out in front and then up. And then we exhale, release them down. And let's take them up one last time. And then this time when we relax them down, let's just let them come down to shoulder height. Shoulders relaxed even though the arms are spread wide. Notice if there's some little adjustments that you need to do to make the shoulders comfortable. And then let's start to come into a little twist. So turning towards the left, you might pause, breathe, and then maybe there's some room to turn again. Pausing anywhere that you feel like you need to make some little adjustments or maybe come out a bit and align things differently. And eventually maybe you want to let the right hand rest on the left thigh and the left hand might go to the sacrum. And you might stay here in this upright twist. Or maybe you feel like it would be really nice to take the right hand to the floor. Bend your front knee a little bit more as you do that. And then maybe the left arm wants to float away towards the ceiling. And you could untangle yourself and come back up again. And let's walk this front foot around to the side and stretch the leg out. Get the hips comfortable here for our gate pose. Shoulders relaxed, spine long. And wait for an inhale breath. Let the inhale breath float the right arm up. You might feel the breath more on the right side of the waist in the rib cage. Then maybe you take that right hand all the way down to the floor and let the left arm float up. You might go a couple of times in and out of each variation. It's just feeling how the breath initiates some of your movement. Noticing the sensations in your body that kind of tell you where you need to move from. And 
then at some point let's come back up to upright and we could bring the extended leg back in come back to our high kneeling for a moment Ooh, a moment where we notice we're a little bit lopsided so we better do the other side Lots following the breath in sighing it out relaxing the shoulders first and then stepping the right foot forward into our lunge Perhaps a little bit of rocking backwards and forwards. And then making our weight even between the front foot and the back knee. So we've got our nice foundation here. Perhaps the spine then feels longer and the shoulders relax. And we could let an inhale breath float the arms out and up towards the ceiling. And exhale breath, relax the arms down. Inhale breath, maybe reaching the arms out in front. And then reaching the arms up one last time and we'll release them down. Let's just bring them down to shoulder height. We need to make some little adjustments to the position of the shoulders or the spine or even the hips. And then starting to come into our twist the other way. So twisting around towards the right, maybe twisting a bit and then pausing to do some adjustments. When we feel ready, perhaps noticing where the twist comes from. And eventually getting to a point where we want to take the left hand onto the front thigh, the right hand could take, uh, go to the sacrum. We could stay here for a little bit in our twist, still breathing. And maybe we want to stay in this upright twist or maybe you did it on the first side and you want to do it again. You take the left hand to the floor, bend your front knee a bit more so you can do that. And then maybe the right arm wants to reach up. And then untangling ourselves to come back out again. And let's walk the front foot around to the side and stretch the right leg out so that we can come into our gate pose on our second side. We're getting our foundation started, sorted out first. And then waiting for an inhale breath. Let's breathe into the left side of the waist and the rib cage. Let that send the left arm up. Then exhale, let the left hand come all the way to the floor. Inhale, let the right arm float up. You can go from side to side a few times again with the breath in and out of your gait pose variation.
and then we could come back up to upright and bring the extended leg back in, come to our high kneeling again, maybe pausing for a moment. And then let's take the hands back to the floor again. And I'm going to pause for a moment to whiz my socks off. Little preparation to come into my downward dog pose. So positioning the hands a little bit further forward of the shoulders, tucking the toes under, we might sit the buttocks back towards the heels for a bit. Little stretch in the soles of the feet. What sensations do we notice in the body and where do we feel that movement getting initiated from when we float the hips up towards the ceiling? Maybe it's a push with the feet. Maybe it's a push with the hands. Maybe we notice the strength in the legs. What are those sensations that kind of compel us to paddle the heels a little bit here and give the back of the legs a bit of a stretch? You might do a bit of rocking backwards and forwards between the hands and the feet. And if you've got a blanket underneath you, probably a good point to kind of pull the blanket out of the way so that you can make your way through a plank pose briefly. And then take your knees to the floor, sit your buttocks back on your heels. And then let your inhale breath float you back up onto all fours again. Come forward over your hands, bend your elbows, do that control flop all the way to the floor. And slide your arms forwards, forearms on the floor to come into your sphinx pose. And maybe you give the hips a wriggle here. Right, play around with the position of your arms. I do a little turn of the head from side to side. And then we could lower back down onto the floor, reposition the arms so that you can push down really hard to pick yourself up off the floor again. Make your way back to your downward dog pose. And then let's start to walk the feet towards the hands at the top of the mat. Coming to our standing forward bend at the top of the mat. Knees soft. Folding forwards at the pelvis. Your spine and the head and the arms might be hanging towards the floor. Or if it's more comfortable for your back, remember you can come up to that halfway position, hands on the thighs making more of a tabletop with your back. And then wherever you are, at least a couple of breaths to make our way up to standing here. Might feel like the arms need to float up towards the ceiling as we finish and then we can relax them out and down. Maybe give the shoulders a little roll, the legs a little wriggle. 
and then finding our Tadasana here, our mountain pose. So weight balanced on our feet. You might rock backwards and forwards a couple of times, side to side. Soften your knees and then press your feet down into the floor so you can feel that strength come back up through the legs. Bring the pelvis into neutral. You feel it go all the way up along your spine, all the way up to the crown of the head. You might follow the breath inside out. Let's bring the hands into prayer pose in front of the heart. We'll do a couple of nice slow sun salutations, rolling together everything that we've done so far. We're coming back to the breath finding that rhythm of our breathing. I'm waiting for that little moment at the end of the exhale where we can soften the knees, relax the arms, and then inhale, press down with the feet to grow tall. And then exhale, relax the arms down and follow them, folding forwards into our forward bend. Bending the knees enough so we get hands to the floor. We could step the left foot back into a lunge. Let's take the left knee onto the floor so that we can inhale and come up to our crescent moon pose. Let's relax the arms down to just shoulder height. And then start to do a little twist around to the left. We might have the right hand on the left knee, left hand on the sacrum, or maybe we take that right hand all the way to the floor. And then coming out of our twist, taking both hands to the floor, let's tuck the back toes under and step back into our downward dog. And then we can make our way through our plank pose briefly. And then go knees to the floor, exhale, buttocks back on the heels. Let your inhale breath float you up again onto all fours. And then exhale, bend the elbows lower to the floor. And let's inhale, come into our sphinx pose briefly. And then lowering back to the floor, repositioning your arms so that you can push down really hard to pick yourself up. Make your way back to your downward dog pose. And you might step one foot forwards and then the other. Or maybe you just walk the feet forward towards your hands at the top of your mat. And let's inhale and roll all the way up. Exhale, relax the arms. And then to our other side. So let's inhale, grow tall. Exhale, fold forwards and down. Bending our knees enough so we get hands to the floor. Just step the right foot back into our lunge. Take the knee to the floor. Inhale to come to our crescent moon pose. Relax the arms to just shoulder height. And then start to come into our twist, so twisting around to the left. You might take right hand to the left knee, left hand to the sacrum, or maybe we take that right hand all the way to the floor. 
And then untangling ourselves, both hands to the floor, tuck the back toes under, step back to our downward dog. Make our way through our plank pose briefly. And then knees on the floor, exhale, buttocks back on the heels. Let's inhale up onto all fours again. Exhale, lower to the floor. Make our way into our Sphinx pose. And then lower back to the floor again. Reposition the arms so that we can pick ourselves up. Make our way back to our downward dog. And then maybe we step one foot and then the other forwards or maybe we walk the feet forwards. Coming into our forward bend at the top of our mat. And then inhaling to come all the way up. Finding our Tadasana again here. Noticing how our weights landed on our feet. There's some different sensations there about how our weights balanced. What sensations are going on in the legs here? The hips. The lower back. The shoulders. And even in all the muscles of the face. And maybe we notice that there's some little adjustment that our body is crying out for us to make. Maybe it's softening the knee. Maybe it's relaxing the jaw or the forehead. Maybe it's adjusting the position of the pelvis and the lower back. You probably make all those little adjustments all the time without noticing them. The body just kind of automatically adjusts themselves. Let's take some time now to really notice what those sensations are and in what way do they prompt us to kind of change our alignment to make things sit more comfortably so that we can find some ease in a spine, some sense of fluidity in the body. Now let's come into the middle of our mat now. Stand side on on your mat, so facing alongside of the mat. Let's just heel toe the feet outwards. We'll come into some standing poses, but because we're going to go from side to side, don't start with your wider stance first. Let's bring the hands into prayer pose in front of the heart. Relax the shoulders. Come back to following your breath in and out. Let's wait for an inhale breath to send the arms wide and to turn the left toes towards the short end of the mat. And then an exhale breath to bend the left knee into our warrior two. And let's keep moving. Let's let the inhale breath 
extend the left arm up towards the ceiling, a little reverse warrior. And then an exhale breath. Take the left hand or elbow to the thigh. So then the inhale breath, we can send the right arm up, a side flank stretch. And then an exhale to come back to our warrior two. An inhale to straighten the knee. And an exhale to turn the toes back in, bring the hands back to the heart. And then we can go the other side. So an inhale sends the arms wide, turns the right toes towards the short end of the mat. And exhale, bends the knee, our weight sinking down, warrior two. And inhale, we breathe into that right side of the waist and the rib cage, send the right arm up into reverse warrior. And exhale to take the right hand to the thigh. And inhale to send the left arm up, side flank stretch. And then exhale back to our warrior two. Inhale to straighten the knee. Exhale the hands back in, turn the toes back in. Let's go once more to each side. Inhale, spread the arms wide, turn the left toes out. Exhale, bend your left knee. Inhale, your reverse warrior. Exhale, left hand to the thigh. Inhale, right arm floats up, side flank stretch. Exhale back to your warrior two. Inhale to straighten your knee. Exhale the hands back in, turn the toes back in. And then our second side, inhale the arms wide, turn the right toes out. Exhale, bend your right knee. Inhale, let that send your right arm up, reverse warrior. Exhale, right hand to the thigh. Inhale, left arm up, side flank stretch. Exhale, back to our warrior two. Inhale to straighten the knee. Exhale, everything back to the start. Let's bring the hands down onto the hips. Follow the breath in and out. Notice here, is there some sensation in the body that's prompting you to make a little adjustment? Might have made it already without noticing. Let's follow the breath in. And then as we exhale, start to fold forward. We might exhale and fold forward a little way. And then inhale and pause. And then exhale and fold again. Inhale and pause. We're just letting the breath lead us into our forward bend allowing the breath to make some little adjustments to our spine as we come forward. You might release the hands down onto the thighs or onto the knees. Maybe you let the arms and the head and the spine hang all the way to the floor. And then at least a couple of breaths to come back up. You might inhale up about halfway and exhale, bring your hands back onto your hips. And then inhale, come up the rest of the way. 
And then we'll go one more time to each side in and out of our standing poses and we might hold them for a few extra breaths this time. So following your breath in and out. Waiting for an inhale breath to send the arms wide and to turn the left toes towards the short end of the mat. Let's exhale, bend the left knee into our warrior two. And let's keep breathing as we stay here. Still letting the breath maybe adjust the position of the spine or the shoulders. Allow there to be a little bit of movement in the body. We're not actually statues. And then waiting for an inhale breath to send the left arm up into our reverse warrior. Let's stay here and how does that feel to pause in your reverse warrior? How is the breath still moving the body? There's some sensations in your body. I tell you, you need to make a little adjustment in your hips, in the position of your head. And then let's take that left hand to the thigh and inhale, reach the right arm up into our side flank stretch. And again, same thing. What does the breath tell us? How does it move the body? What other sensations do we notice in the body that tell us we need to make a little adjustment? And then on an exhale breath, we can come back to our warrior two. Inhale to straighten the knee and exhale, bring the hands back to the heart, turn the toes back in. And then going to the other side, our last side. So the inhale sends the arms wide. We turn the right toes out. Exhale, we bend the right knee, our warrior two. Pausing here. It's still breathing. Still moving because the breath moves the body. And letting an inhale breath send the right arm up into our reverse warrior, pausing there. Maybe we noticing there's some little adjustment that we need to make to perhaps the back foot or the knee the position of the head. And then taking the right hand to the thigh so that we can inhale, send the left arm up into our side flank stretch. And then an exhale to come back to our warrior two. And then inhale to straighten the knee. Exhale, the hands back in, turn the toes back in. And then we can bring the hands down onto the hips. Follow the breath in. And then as we exhale, start to fold forwards again. Always a nice little counter pose for our standing poses. But not being in a rush to get there. 
allowing there to perhaps be some little pauses, some realignment as we come forward. And then we will make our way down into sitting again. You have multiple options as to how you might get there. So maybe from this forward bend, you just heel toe your feet back in and then you bend your knees nice and deeply, come down through a squat and then sit on the ground. Maybe you do a couple of breaths to come back up to standing. And then heel toe your feet back in and find a comfortable way to make it down onto the floor. Maybe that's through a squat, maybe it's through a forward bend. Maybe you desperately need to do another downward dog. Maybe you do a lunge. You might take the time as you're getting down onto the floor to grab a blanket to sit on. And when you make it down there, we could bring the soles of the feet together into our bound angle. That's holding onto the legs or the ankles with the hand. Just the right amount of tension in the arms and the shoulders to help us lift the heart a little bit and bring the spine into neutral, sitting tall. Following the breath in and out here. As we breathe in, we might notice there's a little lift in the heart or maybe it's just an intention of a lift. And then perhaps on the exhale, we could start to fold forward. On the inhale, we might pause. We might even come out of the forward bend, lift the heart again. And then exhale and fold forward. Taking as many breaths as you need to. Making some little adjustments to the spine on the way. Perhaps also to the position of the feet or the hips. And then a longer inhale breath would bring us back up to sitting again. We could use the hands under the thighs to help squeeze the knees back together. And I'm going to turn sideways on my mat and I'm going to come down off my blanket now so that we can do a little bit of boat pose. So you might hold the back of the thighs or you might hold the front of the shins here. Following the breath in and out, can you let the inhale breath lift the heart, relax the shoulders back, bring the spine into neutral. You might exhale from down in your belly so that you can feel a little bit of core strength. So starting with the spine in our nice neutral position and then maybe we start to let go with the hands. 
and come up onto the tippy toes. You might find that we're leaning back a little bit to balance our weight here between our legs and our torso, but the heart's still lifted. Maybe we start to bring the feet up off the floor. And then when we come out, we could take the feet back to the floor and stretch the legs out long into our Dan Dustin or our seated staff pose. We might take a moment here to inhale and stretch the arms up, a nice long spine. Before you exhale and you fold forwards. And then a longer inhale breath would bring us back up to sitting. We can bend the knees up again holding onto the shins or perhaps the back of the legs, a little bit of support. Then perhaps using the breath to help us adjust the position of the spine, bring it into neutral. And then worrying about whether we can let go with the hands, whether we could maybe come onto the tippy toes, or we could maybe pick the feet up off the floor. When we try to come out, we can take the feet back to the floor, stretch the legs out long. Coming to our Dandasana. Maybe inhaling to reach the arms up, lengthen the spine before we exhale and fold forwards again. And a longer inhale breath would bring us back up to sitting again. And we could bend up the knees, make sure we've got enough mat behind us so that we could recline our way back down onto the floor. And when we get there, maybe we want to stretch the arms and the legs out really long. We might take a couple of breaths in and out there. And then we draw the arms back in, draw the knees all the way up in towards the belly. And do a bit of rocking on our backs from side to side. Perhaps round in some circles. And then maybe take the feet back to the floor. Spread the arms wide at shoulder height. And then taking the knees from side to side, so in and out of some twists. And you might keep the knees and the thighs quite close together to start with. You come in and out of your twist. That's how that feels in your spine. Noticing where you feel the twist, like high up or low down. 
Maybe you experiment with stepping the feet wide apart, so the distance of your mat with your feet if you can manage it. And noticing how that feels as you take both knees to one side and then the other, they really scissor as they go to the side. Is this still a twist or is it some kind of stretch through the hip? That movement kind of roll up along the spine in some way so that the head starts to roll as well. And then maybe you bring the knees all the way up over your belly, so feet off the floor. And how does that feel when you take the knees from side to side in and out of your twist? And how do you get from one side to the other? Is it kind of a momentum of the legs that carry you across? Is there some pushing through the backs of the shoulders and the arms? As the legs go side to side, does that movement kind of roll its way up the body somehow, up into the shoulders and the arms and the head? When you've had a good twist to both sides, maybe you rock on your back a little bit again. Maybe you take some time to stretch one foot up towards the ceiling, other foot on the floor, and then you change legs over. And then maybe you experiment with stretching both feet up towards the ceiling. You can support the back of your thighs with your hands. When you take the feet back to the floor, perhaps pausing for a moment in your easy rest position. So knees bent, feet flat on the floor. Arms a comfortable distance from the body. And just notice, is there any other sensations in your body? They're kind of crying out for one more little movement. One more particular stretch that you need to do so that you can make yourself comfortable for your final relaxation. And maybe that stretch that you're doing has a particular name. Maybe it's a bridge pose or a pigeon pose. Maybe it doesn't have a name. Maybe it's just some way that your body is telling you you need to move right now. And then when you're ready to come into your final relaxation, you might put some warm things back on, some socks. You might grab a blanket. You might keep your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor if that's most comfortable for your lower back. You might wriggle your shoulders down away from your ears. And roll your arms outwards so your palms face the ceiling. 
Or maybe you take your hands onto your belly so that you can feel your breathing. And take a moment to follow the breath in and a long, soft sigh out. And do that as many times as you need to. And welcome yourself to your final pose for your practice, your Shavasana. So really bring yourself into this final pose. You might do a bit of a scan through the body. The body is always here in the present moment. You might express a bit of gratitude towards our bodies as we do the body scan because it helps bring our mind into the present moment. When we pay attention to the feet, we notice what sensations we can feel there, which parts of the feet are in contact with the floor. And then we can feel into the ankles and the lower leg, the calves, the shins. And then take our attention to the knees and the thighs and the hips. And then maybe seeing if we can feel the whole of the legs all at once, all the way from the hips down to the tips of the toes. Feeling the whole of the legs. We might feel up into the pelvis, the back of the pelvis resting on the floor, the front of the pelvis. And pay attention to the belly, maybe there's some movement of the breath there. We can feel the weight of the belly organs inside the belly. Take your attention round to the sides of the waist and the lower back. Into the back of the rib cage resting on the floor. Shoulder blades. And round to the front of the chest. And feeling the whole of the torso all at once. And that's the outside surface of the skin. Also feeling the torso from the inside out. Awareness of the organs inside the belly, and the chest. And 
and then feeling into the shoulders and down along the arms, the upper arms, the elbows, the forearms, the wrists and the hands. Sensations perhaps in the palms of the hands and the fingertips. Feeling the whole of the arms all at once from the fingertips all the way back up to the shoulders. Now feeling up into the neck and the head. That point of contact between the back of the head and the floor. the muscles of the face, feeling the inside of the mouth, the nostrils, the eyes resting gently in their sockets. feeling the inner ears, Even the brain inside the skull. Feeling the whole of the neck and head. Now feeling into the whole of the body all at once. From the crown of the head, down to the tips of the toes. The back of the body resting against the floor. The front of the body. outside surface of the skin and the inside of the body. Now there's no need to open your eyes just yet. And our practice is nearly over for this morning. So you just start to draw some deeper breaths back into your body again. Start to wriggle your fingers and your toes. Gently roll your head from side to side. Start to move into your arms and your legs. Maybe stretching them out. 
have a big yawn. Maybe curling them back in. At some point when you feel ready, you can use your hands and your arms to help you to make your way back up into sitting. Sit however is comfortable. You bring your hands into prayer pose in front of your heart. Bow your head down towards your hands. Take a little bit of time to observe the effects of your practice on your physical body but also in your heart and your mind. Consider how you might carry some of the goodness of the practice with you as you leave and you go back into the rest of your day. Let's release the arms out to the sides and take a nice big inhale breath. We can stretch the arms up, blink the eyes open. Exhale. Shanti, peace everyone. Thanks for joining me this morning.